Welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I'm Kristen. And I'm Tessa. And today we thought we would talk about how to get revenge on your ex. Ooh, booga booga. <laughs> I don't know. Did you say booga booga? I did say booga booga. Oh my god. I don't know what that Again. means, but okay. Yeah. okay. Anyways, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go through ways we have gotten or been told to get quote unquote revenge on our exes or on an ex. And then at the end, we'll share the actual way to get revenge on your ex. We started going through this list and then it was just hilarious because the very first <laughs> thing on my list is the ways that people have told me to get revenge is date the husband of the woman your ex cheated on you with. And right away, Tessa was like, I told you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I think this episode's going to be interesting because we kind of take a different. Well, I don't know if we actually do now, but I think in well, the heat of feeling things for my personal life i stand by the point of this episode <laughs> for my best friend i'm gonna seek revenge yeah so so we'll dive in step number one get a tessa if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah you weren't the only person who told me to do that like oh you should date so and so or hook up with him or whatever and I was just like listen great guy but absolutely not I don't want to touch anything that woman has touched like yeah it's a no for me the next way somebody told me to get revenge is to date my ex's best friend which oh I you could never I could never just because he's not your type yeah but what if he was well (laughs) (laughs) what I wanted to say here is when I was younger I actually you did, did date my ex's best friend <gasps> you to get did revenge. Do that. <laughs> then I ended up in a three-year on and off unhealthy relationship. It was the worst, un- like most yeah. unhealthy relationship of your life. I feel like. Yeah. So I will never date one of my ex's best friends again because yeah. that was just not a healthy experience for me. Yeah. And for me, when all of everything happened, just being tangled up in his life in any way yeah. seemed like an ick for me. Didn't want to do it. Okay, so next is hook up with someone hotter than them. Well, you did do that. Because of you. <laughs> because of me. Because of I you. pushed that one hard. Yeah, you're right. Yes, Damn. you did. Yeah. I was just minding my own business. Not me. Getting hit on by this guy. And then Tessa was like, you're getting that guy's number. We're not leaving here until you get it. Yeah. And he wasn't even hitting on you at first. He was just staring at you. And I knew that look. And I was like, I don't know. Ooh. He was like instantly hitting on me. Actually, remember we well, walked he was into the nice. bar and he grabbed my hand. Oh, yeah. And he was, he that was like from the second he saw me. He yeah. Was, but he then was, he remained watching you. And I was yeah. like, all right, let's grab this opportunity. It was your divorce party. You had to. Yeah. I was just finding my own business. I remember he was like, you said something like, oh what's his name or whatever and I was like I don't know his name and I turn he's like I told you my name and I was like oh I forgot it well yeah I'll blame the tequila yeah (laughs) but that was a fun one yeah I mean but I will say you didn't do that as revenge no you you were innocent that's where I am not innocent in any (laughs) of these because I was seeking total revenge for you because you were taking the high road and you were just like washing your hands with it and you were happy to be out and i was like like, yeah let's get messy (laughs) yeah i was like let's do this um and he was definitely hotter than my ex and like a whole foot taller than him yeah at least fun times okay confront them directly and say what's on your mind i probably did that a lot actually telling my ex in the beginning i was just like you're a horrible person (laughs) Yeah. You're disgusting. I can't believe that you would do this. But Tessa was just reading (laughs) 
the text message that she sent to my ex the day that everything happened and she definitely said what was on her mind yeah i'm actually surprised at how mean i was but i will say this okay this is where it's hard because obviously we were at that time we were going through the same thing but it was different in a lot of ways and so I went through all of the emotions with you for an entire year Yeah, of believing that this affair did not happen. Yeah, the gaslighting, the manipulation. Yes. The and- fact that you were trying to leave so many times and you were constantly sick. And even when I would see you, you were not yourself. I could tell that this was just like eating you alive and you were doing everything to save your marriage. And he had the audacity to continue on this affair when you tried to leave. And I he know. would beg you to stay. And so I think what was so hard for me in that time was because I considered your ex-husband a a good friend of mine. I mean, when you guys started dating and we were best friends, I would come stay with you in Jacksonville. We'd all sleep in the same bed together. I know. I have a picture of us all sleeping in bed together. It wasn't weird. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like we were a trio. Like Christmas, I remember him and I went snowboarding the whole day together. I was just thinking about that, how we had spent Christmas together that one year. We got a cabin in Tahoe. And yeah, you guys came you and rescued us. me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot from about the that. snowstorm because I rented a car instead of an SUV to go travel in the mountains. I was new from Florida, but yeah, no chains on the no chains. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get them on, yeah. and so he willingly like came and rescued me and you know I just always felt like we we always had a great time like I genuinely really loved him and considered him a friend yeah and so it was really hard for me to also see the change in him over that course of time where I could tell that he was just being a d-bag yeah well that's his tell when he's cheating he starts to kind of like push away everybody and everything and because he knows that he's living a lie and yeah he's he's a liar and guilty yeah yeah he doesn't want to talk to people that he knows will call him out on it yeah so I think that was the hard part for me was it was like you know I had obviously known that my husband had cheated on me and so we had found out at the same time so it's kind of like we went through that together that pain together we were encouraging each other to work it out with our husbands we were constantly in contact Mm -hmm. he was obviously doing stuff that was like huge red flags to me and it made me really sad and it made me really mad that he was doing what he was doing so I think when the truth finally came out and I remember when everything happened and you brought the other woman to the bus and you like confronted him together I actually brought her to this house oh that's right that's right it was the house and then you left you left them there. I remember that's when you called me. And I was like, why are you the one that left them? Like, that they're, like, the couple. And you were like, that's when you were like, because I'm just done. Like, yeah, I'm just done. I did not done. care. I was like, there's no more conversations I need to have with that man. I think you were just in such a place where you were wanting to rebuild. And you felt so miserable for so long that I think you just wanted that inner happiness. And you knew that revenge wasn't the answer. Like, you knew that you had to keep yourself and your daughter first priority and I just remember that day you told me and I just started crying you know because I was just like so upset like how could he that's when I wrote him the message and I was just like (laughs) for lack of better words I'll just keep it short you know basically like you will get your karma for this like you will and I'm I'm gonna make sure that it happens and I remember feeling that way they say don't try to get revenge like the best revenge is none but for me I 
live that truth for my personal life, but for you, it just wasn't like that. Yeah. So on here we have get messy. Which, yeah. <laughs> get messy. Which Tessa then got really messy for me. <laughs> but not really messy at all. I mean, honestly, all. it was though, really effortless. Yes. And also, what you did was actually insanely kind to yeah. how much you could have, like how differently you could have done it and how messy you could have gotten all the details that you didn't share with the internet that you could have shared. That's true. What happened in general was enough. Yeah. I didn't need to go into the disturbing details of what they had done. Yeah. So I took to TikTok. <laughs> for those of you that don't know this story. Honestly, there's like divine intervention for the TikToks because Tessa had, I want to say you had 42 yeah, they, followers or on like TikTok. 39. Like, it it was, was something so, like that. It was nothing. It was like friends, you know, that's it. That's all we have on TikTok here. And Tessa made a TikTok. It was just her driving and it was a Taylor Swift song. Look what you made me do. And then it was just whenever you find out that your best friend's husband's been cheating with a famous TikToker, this song hits different or yeah, something like that. That was it. That was all that I said. And then I went to work. I closed it. I went to work. And I just said, like, I don't even care if, if it goes viral. Just for, like, 100 people to see it would be enough for me, you know, just to, like, put it out there. And sure enough, people are blowing me up as I'm working as a hairstylist. <laughs> like, I um, couldn't come to my phone. And I just see, like, Tessa, your, <laughs> your videos are going viral. It went mega viral. Yeah, like, I got over a million views in, like, a day and a half, basically. Yeah. And the thing is, no names, no anything. The internet, specifically TikTok, is just savage. Eh? Yeah savage they figured it out in like five seconds oh people were ready to ride at dawn people found her people found her so quick and they so knew quick. i was interacting that night when i got home with just like some people and just because i wanted the algorithm to keep it going you know and so i would like drop little little things but and it wasn't just the response on the video but it was also like other content creators reposting the story so then it was getting like views from these other like people with big followings yeah. that were like oh we want to know this story it was just like it was crazy it was how much it was blowing up over literally nothing and that doesn't happen like it's really no. hard i spent what three years in the bus being online yeah we were sharing vlogs every week and we were doing anything we could do to go viral yeah literally never happened yeah it was just meant to be is how i felt yeah. But I do feel like it was because you yourself were taking the high road and you had a best friend who was going to take the low road for you. <laughs> She's going to so. get messy for me. <laughs> and she did. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so. <laughs> well, and I think why it felt good is because she was just posting as usual like that. Yeah. She hadn't just. The best life. Yeah. Like living like my best life with my dog. Solo bus girl doing like brand deals. And yeah. After you know my whole world is just in shambles over here and she's just carrying on on the internet like she hasn't just helped destroy a, a family a family you know and so it felt unfair because I remember her ex actually reached out to me and asked me to ask you to not do story time yeah and I was like and her friend yeah tell Tessa to reel it in yeah you know like basically acting like I was the bad person and nobody was holding either one of them accountable for what they were doing yeah and I remember just being like listen I couldn't stop this even if I wanted to no because Tessa's on a mission like she's not <laughs> she's not gonna stop 
No, I really wasn't. And it was just pissing me off even more that people were yeah, telling me yeah, not to. It was, just like, okay. just like, it was just like, yeah, they were just like carrying on with life. I don't know. I guess to me, it was just like, why do you think that you, because that's why I told, oh, I told her ex, I said, then just tell her to delete her social media and all of this will be over because we had to delete our bus accounts. Yeah. And we had spent three years like building those accounts and building that following and everything. And then they were just gone. Yeah. And then you just get to keep everything. And it was like. And pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. So I was like, just tell her to delete her TikTok and her Instagram. And then she won't have these problems anymore. And she, of course, wouldn't do that. So Tessa. We had to continue on. Carried on. So then everybody was like, I want a story time. And so I gave the story time. I uploaded it all in one one session. Mm -hmm. Just here's the story. It was like six parts of the whole story and I remember people at my work telling me like yeah you just want to be really creative how you do the story time because a lot of those times they can like plop you know like they won't they won't go viral and the story time went viral yeah that went viral too it, it's almost had a million just for the story the part one of it's, the story time yeah it's actually pretty insane how viral it went I just feel like I would have never done that for my for myself I would have never blasted yeah, like my I ex-husband was, I wasn't gonna and you didn't I mean either. I mean I guess it's debatable if I blast my ex-husband or not I don't share who he is and I don't share like where you can find him but I talk about what he did and yeah. I do it very publicly because it's just part of my story and I just feel like it's a story that will help people and I think he's kind of accepted it because actually my good friend Kels made a YouTube video she's a part of the bus life community and when we did our trip this summer she made a YouTube video kind of like telling the untold story of the number one bus family and it's the story of what happened and everything and it kind of blew up on YouTube and then for some weird reason a media company picked it up and it's kind of like TMZ of the UK. Yeah. And they just did a story about it without even confronting me about it at all. And then everything kind of like blew up again for a little bit. And I guess people were reaching out to my ex and like maybe her too. I don't know. There's always the chance that people can figure out who he is and find him and whatever. But when we had that conversation that day, I told him that day, I was like, listen, this story, like I share what you did, what you two did to me, but I don't share it in hopes that people are going to find you and be mean to you guys. I just share it because I know that it's going to give other women hope and believe that they can be fine after they find out that their husband cheated on them and did this really terrible thing. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm not telling you what to post or anything, but I just wanted to let you know what was going on. Well, and I think that was a lot of what was going on too around that time where I wanted to make it public was that you were kind of starting to say not really in detail about what had happened, but people on the internet were kind of sensing that something had happened with you and your ex-husband and people in his family and him were trying to silence you yeah. from using your voice and that really bothered me because I was just like you have been through so much and now they're gonna ask you to be quiet yeah so that's why I was kind of like this just needs to just blow up but that was part of that was part of it was that you were not trying to get any sort of clout you weren't trying to get followers off of it you felt like you owed your followers an explanation of what was going on and you were sharing the right, story because it wasn't it wasn't fair to them I mean for three years we had people who were very weakly watching our life and felt like we were like their friends you know yeah. and then all of a sudden we just disappeared without any explanation it felt very unfair and even like the video that Kels put out was only like six months ago so that's like a year after everything happened yeah. and people were just 
just finding it out then they were like oh my gosh we were wondering what happened to them yeah and actually a lot of people even said it's kind of weird because i mean for those of you who don't really know the story we lived in a bus and then we started traveling with this other couple that lived in a bus and then my ex-husband cheated on me with the wife of that other couple in the bus and we traveled together for three months and they were in our youtube videos with us like while they're having their affair and you said you never told me like when everything was going on but you said you got like a weird feeling when you the first video i ever saw yeah and lots of people actually said that there was like several comments on kelsey's video where like i had a feeling that something happened with there was just like a weird vibe from her in those videos Mm -hmm. and yeah me just over here blindly trusting my husband to not be a terrible person but yeah anyway I think I would have done a story time but I wouldn't have done it so soon yeah I would have waited till I knew that I was like my only intention with sharing the story was to share it so that other people can know you can go through something really terrible and be okay right that was the thing was that like your intention was never revenge yeah and actually like your revenge was in your mind just to be happy and live a happy life like that's that's what you wanted that's the best revenge I think of just like things naturally them naturally getting their karma even though that situation was a little bit different because I just felt like he was gonna get dealt his karma and I wanted to be the one to deal it to him okay so another way to get revenge is like to not help them when they need help and this is something that I think can happen a lot whenever you're in especially if you co-parent with somebody like they need your support and you don't want to give it to them because you want to like teach some kind of a lesson or something off the top of my head I can think of this one time it was like days after the affair came out and I was doing supervised visits with my ex and I took our daughter over to the bus and I was letting him hang out with her for a little bit and he came out and he asked me if I would go and get him eggs because he didn't have any food and he was hungry and I was like no I won't get you eggs I am not your person anymore and he's like I don't have a way to go get eggs and I was like sounds like a you problem not a me problem another way to get revenge is to kill them with kindness which I think then I kind of did start taking that route with my ex is just kind of like being very kind and very like I'm unfazed by you you were helpful and I'll work with you you on anything that we need to for our daughter and but this other one where ignore them like that is that's a one that I definitely do recommend doing as much as you can block them I have my ex blocked on everything except for he can text me I don't reply to him on anything if he's talking about like personal stuff and I think that's a big mind shift that you have to like shift to whenever Mm -hmm. if you have to co-parent you're still trying to work out that personal stuff but really just the only thing you should ever talk to your ex about is stuff that has to do with the kids yeah stand by that and that's hard to get to that place where you you're like don't bite whenever they try to like do personal attacks or things like that on you but once you do that's really good revenge actually especially if you're dealing with someone who seems like they might be a narcissist ignoring them is the best tactic to take with somebody like that yep like do not take the bait do not engage do not think that saying mean things to them or like one-upping them or anything like that is gonna be a level of revenge for you because that's exactly what they want you to do it is so true and I learned that personally the hard way that was one thing when we had first separated it was just you know emotions were at all-time high I think I felt just a lot of anger and a lot of sadness for how we ended up here and you know he would be doing so many things and then I would hit this breaking point and I would just freak out and 
when I would get to that moment and one time he did it, he screenshot what I said and he sent it to his family. Like, see, Mm -hmm. look at how she is. But he wasn't taking any accountability for what he was doing to get me there. And that's what a narcissist will do. They will, you know, antagonize you and just rile you up for that one moment until you break. And And then then they use it against you. They use it against Mm -hmm. you like the red curtains pulled out. And just like, see, this is how she is. Even though that's not how you are. It was a weak moment of just like you couldn't take it anymore. And I had to learn that through you. You taught me that of like pause don't have an emotional reaction wait until you are not emotional anymore and I do that now and I live such a better life and he doesn't have anything on me yes exactly because they can't even affect you no it's just like whatever I don't really care what your opinion is of me I don't care you can call me all the names in the world I just it doesn't matter to me it doesn't what you think about me means nothing to me now yeah Yeah, and I think getting to that place of like your side of the story does not matter is a very good mindset to have going through a divorce and co-parenting and and I mean we were both close with our ex's family but I think it's it's not that your side of the story doesn't matter it's that proving that your side of the story matters doesn't matter like not feeling that sense that you have to prove your point or that you have to prove your story or why you're innocent and why they're guilty to the other side of the family yeah I know but in a way it's like my side of the story didn't matter to them because they were gonna vouch for their son and or their family member and I had to be okay with that Mm -hmm. I had to get to a place where I was like it's okay that they don't care about what I'm saying exactly or my side and it does kind of go hand in hand with like caring about it and trying to prove like I was felt like I was screaming from the rooftops you know well like look at what all he's done yeah and it's just like getting to that place of just yeah it just it doesn't matter I know I remember doing that with my ex's family too like writing them this whole long text message and trying to prove and trying to like really make it sink in like what their son had done to me and then I blocked them after that because I was just like immediately I'm not trying to prove myself to these people who have no desire to understand what I'm going through right now yeah because they just can't I think that is the best place to be in you know is like understanding and accepting that especially after a new you know, you're just getting divorced, you're splitting up. Emotions are at an all-time high for everyone. Mm-hmm. And to just being able to get to that place in your own mind and how you view things, to be so disconnected emotionally as much as you can, which was really hard for me because I was very emotional. And now I'm not. And I feel like my life has unfolded in such a beautiful way that I I feel like I'm getting everything that I really deserve And that was because my intention was not to try to get that. I will say, though, I was just thinking a really good way to get revenge on your ex is to get engaged and (laughs) and pregnant (laughs) within a a one year. No, let me tell you something. The greatest revenge that I could have ever gotten on my ex was to find someone who loves me the way that Corey loves me. Yeah. Now I'm with somebody who's like right away. That's a boundary right away i'm i'm gonna respect that it's never gonna happen again now i understand why you are the way that you are so i'm gonna be very extra cautious and careful about what i do and how i look to you and it's not hard for him and he does it and that's my best revenge yeah i didn't even try yeah i was just looking for some attention on bumble okay i just wanted to go out for drinks with somebody and here i am 
pregnant. I have eight weeks left before oh I gosh, get birth. Oh my gosh, I know. It's so crazy. And I'm with an amazing person. Like I will say, like he's an amazing person. Yeah. And so that will bring us to our final point, which is the best way to get revenge is to be so happy and detached from your ex that you no longer desire to seek revenge yeah that is where i know we both are like we just and nothing that i do i do because i want to prove a point to my ex right. or get back at him or make or him hurt him yeah i don't yeah i don't want to hurt him it took me a while to get here like i had to work through this where now it's like before i would kind of be like oh you know i hope karma gets them and i hope that they're not happy and because they're together now like they they weren't together for a while he cried and begged for me to take him back for months and months and months as soon as she showed back up in her bus is when he stopped crying and begging but anyway they're together now and i don't even wish that on them because yeah. in my mind it's not that i want them to be happy like it's that i know that my daughter is around them and that they're setting an example for what a relationship should look like and so i'm like well hopefully it's a good one like I hope that they're in a good relationship because that's what's best for my child you know yeah and so getting to that place where you just literally you don't care like I'm detached me and my ex we barely even talk anymore like once your kids get into school it's just so nice because you don't really ever have to see your ex it's well like, and your stuff is finalized and yeah. it's been enough time I feel like you will well, get there it it yeah I mean a lot of people aren't here this soon it's only a year and a half after and all of the crap that he's done in that year and a half is actually insane but getting to this place where you make yourself the focus and the priority and your healing and like moving forward and rebuilding your life so much of a priority that you barely ever think about them yeah I feel like that's the sweet spot I had this exact conversation yesterday uh, with my ex of having kind of a you know everything's kind of intense for him right now and and I, I can imagine on his end, you know, it's like I'm living with this guy that he doesn't know. And so, you mm -hmm. know, and he's playing that father role to our kids and he wasn't ready for that, you know. And so, like, in a way, I'm like, sorry, but not sorry. You know, yeah, like, I mean, how can you be sorry? I wasn't ready to get cheated on. Like things happen. Right. I didn't you ask for any of pivot, this. Move forward right. in life. He had said, you know, if I did what you did this past year, I'd be I'd be considered a deadbeat. What I said back to him was, you know. The things that I do in my personal life and the ways in which I've moved on and put my happiness first were never to hurt you. The things that you have done were to intentionally hurt mm -hmm. me. Those two things are not the same. Yeah. The intention is what matters. I owe no apology to a person who willingly threw away our entire life. Yeah. I will not apologize no, for the shouldn't. things that I've done to move on. Right. You won't apologize for being happy. There are natural consequences for your actions. Yeah. And obviously one of the natural consequences of cheating on your wife is that she's going to move on with her life. And unfortunately for him, you just moved on from your life really quickly. Yeah. Well. you a dime. <laughs> that's what my sister said. Yeah. <laughs> they said what do you think was gonna happen buddy yeah but yeah living a life where you're so focused on just your own happiness and no revenge and no like evil will in your heart I think right well matters. I think what's the most important thing to remember and what I would always try because obviously in the very beginning like the first few weeks and months after everything happened I did not feel this way and I have journal entries where like my therapist told me just write down everything that you would want to say to both of them unfiltered just go for it 
and like the things that I wrote I can't even like when I read them I'm like I don't even really think that way but like something I was like write these things out you know it's like I hope that you guys are miserable and blah 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 it doesn't make you feel better though like I literally then I was like I don't actually want to I don't want to think like this I don't want to feel like this because I know that wishing bad on others is actually wishing bad on yourself what mm-hmm. you put out is what you get back and yeah. I full-heartedly believe that in life that's how it works and so if you're putting out badness towards other people like you're gonna get that back in one way or another and so this thing I came across whenever actually whenever my ex was cheating on me and it's called Mudita and it's a Tibetan and it's basically like sending goodwill to your Mm -hmm. quote-unquote enemies and so it's like good for them just like me they want to be happy and maybe the way they're finding their happiness right now isn't really the best way so please help them to learn the right way to find happiness and I'm gonna be happy in my life you know I would say that prayer I would meditate and say that prayer every morning for them yeah I send it that. to both of them like her and him every morning sending like good for them just like me they want to be happy please help them to learn the lessons to actually be good people yeah. and move forward and be happy find real happiness and I'm going to find it too. Putting that out brings more positive experiences into your own life. Well, it's an energy. Yeah. You know, like everything is energy. So when you have that energy and that mindset, life is going to react to it either way, good mm-hmm. or bad. So if you have, if you're cultivating a negative, bad energy, your life is going to be negative and bad. Right. And if, and if you don't believe in all of this, just think about it. Like if you're constantly looking for something to be upset about or something to be angry about or something to be like, oh, woe is me. The world is a terrible place. It's not hard to find those things. You're going to be able to find them. Yeah. But if you shift your perspective and you're like constantly trying to find things to be happy about and things to be grateful for and like things to believe in, you will find those things also. Yeah. It's just a perspective shift. Yeah. And on that note, let's go into our gratitude segment, which actually I just realized the other day we used when we first started this, we never really explained why we were doing this, but it's because we also want you guys at the same time to like think of something you're grateful for. And whenever we first started, it it was something we were grateful for and something that we're looking forward to. And then we just forgot about the looking forward to part. I forgot all about that. Yeah, me too. So let's bring that back. So right now, everyone listening, think about something that you're grateful for and something you're looking forward to. And now we will also do the same. So do you want to go first? Yeah, I always have to go first. I went first last time. (laughs) Yeah, one time. (laughs) Just off the top of my head, I'm really grateful for where I am now compared to where I was just a little over a year ago. Mind-blowing. Yeah, because, like, I'm just constantly having something to look forward to. I'm, like, literally getting whiplash. But um, I am about to give birth in eight weeks. and I know. Even though there's a lot of emotion behind not knowing what it's going to look like and obviously feeling scared of the unknown, I'm extremely looking forward to like meeting this baby and nursing again and just like having a baby and just going on this journey with Corey, you know, and our family that we have now. Like, I am really looking forward to it. Like, yes, I'm terrified, but I'm also like really eager to meet him. I know. It's so exciting. Yeah. Just. It's like a new life. It's a baby. Baby boy. I know. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Okay, so I am grateful. Oh, I ran a 5K. And run a 5K was on my divorce bucket list. And I ran it last year. And I ran it in like 34 minutes and some change last year. So this year, I ran the 5K again. 
and I ran it in 30 minutes and 22 seconds, which is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how I did that because I can't run a mile in less than like 11 minutes when I run on my own. So I'm grateful that my body is capable of running a 5K whenever I don't ever like train for anything. And I'm grateful that I've I've just like this week or after running that 5k it's kind of picked up my motivation to start working out again because I've been really slacking on that so I went running today I did yoga last night and I'm like getting back into the groove of all of that and that will just make you feel so much better so yeah. you ever feel like weird in your mind like 100% recommend working running. out running or even just walking fastly yeah. or doing yoga <laughs> fast walk, walk you fast. know yeah hot girl walks right that's what they are yeah yeah. and then what am I looking forward to oh so Rome and I are going on a Christmas trip so whenever I was with my ex we had this tradition where we would go on a trip every year for Christmas instead of buying gifts and I loved it so much it was like my favorite thing and then obviously we didn't do that last year we were going through the divorce and well and we were here yeah and so I just different I spent Christmas day last year with my ex like I went over to his house and we did Christmas morning with Rome and everything and that was really weird it was just a weird experience because it's not how we normally do Christmas and it was just strange being with him and acting like a family yeah yeah and so this year we're not doing that we're splitting the holiday so he's gonna have her for Christmas Eve and then I'm gonna get her later on Christmas Eve and then we're going on a trip on Christmas Day and we're gonna go to New Hampshire and we're gonna go to Taylor Swift's house and hang out with Taylor (laughs) Yeah, and hopefully see the snow. Yes, on the beach. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm... It's going to be a Taylor Swifty yeah. tour. So very much looking forward to that and bringing back that tradition because that's how I like to spend Christmas. And so yeah. just like bringing that back into my life feels really good. A lot right. to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you're out there and you're trying to get revenge on your ex this holiday season, just remember the best revenge is happiness. Like true, true happiness. So we hope you guys don't get too messy. <laughs> Yeah, and if you do want to, just call me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Well, we will see you next week. And, oh, my gosh, I guess this will be coming out, like, right around Christmas time leading into that. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. And we'll see you guys next week.